Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Darren Williams Jr. from American Hot Rod Entertainment, and you're tuning in to my buddy TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. Let's get it. Yeah, you know, it's been over two years since I drove a car, and uh, I got the opportunity to come out here and make a few test laps and get back into it. Uh, I wanted to experience it again. It's been so long, and uh, I got the opportunity, and it was great. It was fantastic. Okay. On his 383 run. Well, that was that was pretty good. Danny Hood and uh, Tim Fabrizi, they got this thing running pretty well. And, uh, you know, uh, first few laps, uh, you know, front end was up and I was having trouble steering it, but got her down there when it counted. <laughs> Man, it was, it was a ton of fun. He backs up way faster than me. Uh, leaving the line, I could hear him. Uh, I couldn't see him. I know it wasn't a real race, but... Our dragster team was quicker, was faster, got to the finish line first. He got me off the line, um, so I don't know when or if we'll ever be able to do that again, but next year it's back on. Welcome to a special edition of the Nitro Performance Guide. And man, let me tell you what, we got a good one for you today. Uh, testing just finished up uh, last weekend. And uh, now everybody is getting ready to head even further west. Uh, they were in Phoenix uh, to Pomona, California uh, for this weekend's NHRA Winter Nationals. Uh, it's been the longest, uh, I would say, off season that it's been in a long time. Uh, there is so much enthusiasm um for the sport right now and a lot of people are talking about it a lot of people are looking at it uh i mean top fuel how about top fuel i mean that class is going to be like funny car was last year and funny car stands to be just as entertaining this season as well um you know i was listening to the nitro insider or not the nitro the inner NHRA Insider Podcast with Brian Loans, which is great. So I, I love all the podcasts that we have talking about this sport. Uh, but he had Dean Antonelli, uh, the tuner for Ron Caps Motorsports, uh, co-tuning with John Medlin. Uh, they were just having a good conversation. They got a late start. Uh, they didn't run Thursday. They uh, ran Friday, and they were low on Friday. Um and we'll talk a little bit about how testing works. Uh, it's a little different than an NHRA event. Uh, I'm not going to have incremental times for everything. Uh, but the times that I do have, we can spot some uh, clues of how the car would perform if the if it was running through the finish line. Because, for instance, at the beginning of the testing, you're going to see a lot of early shutoffs, a lot of just launches, uh, cut uh Get off the gas at 60 feet, basically. Um, you see very few full pulls in the first part of testing. Uh, of course, there's still teams that do it, um, but there's not as many full passes. Uh, testing is not like an NHRA event. It's not side-by-side. -side. Um, I believe on side-by-side side side was only allowed on uh, Saturday, 
because uh, that's when we saw some. We actually saw a Top Fuel versus Funny Car uh, from Tony Stewart Racing uh, with Leah Pruitt and Matt Hagen. That was quite entertaining. You heard her voice uh, in the opening. Um, but today we got a special guest joining me, and I cannot continue without bringing him up. Uh, this is American Hot Ride Entertainment. This is my bro. This is Darren. He is very, so very knowledgeable about this sport. Uh, he is a stat, he's a stat guy. Uh, and, you know, lot, watches a lot of other sports as well. But, you know, he brings his stat personality to a sport that's pretty much, you know, built on stats. Uh, you know, I I focus on the performing at, performance <laughs> aspect of it. And uh, Darren focuses on that, too, but he, you know, he's watching the points and keeping up with the points. Uh, He does a lot of great things for the sport. He does um, old drag racing, because lately I've been really finding myself really missing drag racing. So I go on YouTube and watch Dave W's videos, which are amazing. Uh, You know, watching drag 2003 in HRA, like that was one of my favorite years. Uh, You know, the paint schemes, you know... it, it was exciting. I can't remember the the championship chase. I was a little young then, but uh, I remember Tony Schumacher or Tony Schumacher. Tony Pedragon won Funny Car, and Larry Dixon won Top Fuel. Um, so I, I I remember these things, but we have him on the show. It's going to be great. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is it's kind of podcast this time is going to be kind of. Uh, you know, split into two. Uh, the first part of it is going to be just me going through the, you know, breaking it down. And then on the second part of it, you'll hear uh, another wonderful voice of the NHRA, uh, Darren, uh, with American Hot Rod Entertainment. Uh, it's going to be very exciting uh, to talk to him about the performance that we're seeing right now and who looked good, who didn't look so good. Or, you know, testing is kind of different for everyone. That's the one thing about it. Uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you didn't, you know, make this list that we're going to go through, I, this is all provided by Competition Plus, which shout out to them. Like, they, uh, they were there from the first time a Nitro car started to the last run down the racetrack on Saturday night. Uh, started on Thursday. A lot of the teams left their shops Monday, Tuesday, and got there on Wednesday and parked and everything and uh, took the cars off the trailer on Thursday and started making runs. Um, You know, we got to see the Nitro Supra GR out there uh, with Alexis DeJoria and the J.R. Todd machine with DHL and Rev Kim. Uh, so we got to see what the car looks like. I mean, it's gorgeous <laughs> with 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 a wrap on it, and I, I knew it would be. Uh, but it's it's very very nice. So the super performed well. We know Jr. made a couple runs earlier, you know, in the in the year uh, testing out the body in Palm Beach. I know we talked about it last podcast that some that the car has run down the racetrack. That was JR uh, driving that car. Uh, he made it clear on the Insider Podcast. We were not there for performance. We were there to just, you know, 
you know, they had the engineers there, people that, you know, help were instrumental in creating this beautiful body. Um, and, you know, they were just kind of, you know, not aware of things as they happen on the racetrack. You know, you can only do so much to simulate that. So, you know, you had to kind of see the car go down the racetrack and, and, and realize, oh, well, it does this at this point. You know, we might need to tweak that or something. But from what they say, they can they can see a lot better in there, which is good. Um, so let's get started. We're going to go right into it. Um, so day one of testing. Uh, I'm gonna, I only have the top five here uh, for that because, again, there weren't a lot of uh, full pulls on Thursday, there were some a lot of early shutoffs, but there's things you can tell from the early shutoffs. We're going to talk about that. Uh, so let's start with Funny Car JR Todd, number five, he was fifth quickest there 3.8, 3.988. He would eventually get in the eight in the 80s, uh, but not this one. So forgive me on that one 3.988 at 321.88 miles per hour. A lot of eights in that. Uh, for DHL, RevChem, CMR, Roofing, and Construction, Mac Tools, in that Supra GR. It looked great. And then in the number four spot, we got Cruz Pedregon in that red and black Snap-on Hellcat. Very nice looking car. Another looker. Uh, 3.955 at 320.74 miles per hour. Uh, so that was a nice run. 3.95. In number three, we got Bob Tasker from Motocrab. Quick Lane PPG 3.924 at 315.64 miles per hour. So he was straight down that group. Not sure that car was running through the finish line. Uh, Usually when we see funny cars running under 320, uh, they might have clicked it a little bit early. Alexis Alexis DeJoria is in the number two spot for this day. Uh, Also, let me just say this before we go on. Uh, it's not arranged as in the runs. It's not set up like qualifying where there's two runs and we only take those times. The cars went down the racetrack a lot. What Competition Plus did is compiled. So each driver's best time is going to be on the list. It's not a, uh, you know, it's not like sessions. They you they, I mean, they ran nitro cars from. Uh, eight o'clock when they started to, you know, when the track was about to close. So there was no schedule or anything like that. Uh, there's no guarantee that your driver is going to take the test session. Like if you if you were there, well, you you could only be there on Saturday because that's when fans were allowed there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the teams waited until Saturday to run. So uh, but anywho, these are only the top five from that day for that session. Uh, the numbers go up depending on how many full pulls we see. But again, we didn't see a lot of them on the first day. Uh, so back to Alexis DeJoria for Bandero Tequila, the Supra GR. Uh, she spun the tires on the big end, uh, but she still got down there 3.921 at 321.73 miles per hour. Uh, very nice run for them. And then to top it all off, on Friday, we got Robert Height in the Auto Club Chevrolet Camaro SS 3.911 at 323.58 miles per hour. Um, so we got four three, 320-plus mile-per-hour runs for the ground pounders, the floppers. We got some good runs. So, again, a funny car is going to go 320 if if you do everything right. 
if you're running through the finish line. Uh, at the speeds can get substantially higher, <laughs> as we know. Uh, but over 320 is when you're, you you know you're you know at that baseline. Like okay, you know I'm, I we we we're getting it. You know, it's not a soft tune up. So for the dragsters. Oh, and I also I also just want to say it again. I also want to say it again. A huge thank you to Competition Plus for the amazing coverage throughout testing, bringing it right to you on your phone, on your computer, on your iPad, whatever tablet you use, on your whatever. They brought it right to you. They were there from the first run to the last run. So we thank them for their coverage uh, visually, and we also. Also, we also thank them for uh, the the breakdowns of the the ETs. So in top fuel, we got Antron Brown, the Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil back in top fuel. Lucas Oil is right on that wing. Looks really great uh, for Toyota. Hank Stiffer, Mac Tool, Sirius XM. Antron goes down three point eight six seven at two hundred seventy one miles per hour. Now there was a lot more shutdowns. In top fuel, but this is where we're going to talk about where you know we talk about the momentum and how the momentum will show if the car does not sing through the finish line, the momentum will carry and it will show in the elapsed time. Uh, but the speed again, due to the downforce, is going to go away in a hurry. So you see that 271, uh, you know, it's not even over 300, it that thing wasn't running through the finish line, but. Look at the 3.867. Uh, you can look. They probably went back and looked at the, a lot of the early runs or uh, the early um, numbers in the run from, on the incrementals. So like 60, 330. Uh, Sean Lang is in the number four spot uh, in the Matco car. So in the Mac Tools car, he actually drove from what I believe he drove Doug Kalita's car on Thursday. Um, and... Doug came in on Friday and was making runs because both cars were on the racetrack. Uh, we didn't. We we did see the the DHL car on Thursday, uh, but we also saw the Mac Tools car, and it was Langdon driving it. So um, Doug came in later, and they were um, they were both there. So, uh, but on this day, this was Langdon in that car. Um, so. He's got the four blade injector this year. That's a really nice looking look for the top fuel. Nice looking look. I love it. It's a really nice looking injector on the top fuel car. I love it. Uh, that four across. Uh, for, so in the Mac Tools car, Sean Langdon gets down there 3.842 at 257.58 miles per hour. Uh, the momentum, again, carrying on the top end, uh, 3.84, you know, and that car wasn't running through the finish line. So then we got Trip Tatum for Trip Tatum Racing. I love all of these independent teams out here now. Um, you know, it, 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 the team cars are, you know, still out there very much so. But I just love the influx of, uh, you know, ind- independent teams. Like Buddy Hull's out there in his first test session as an owner because he bought Tim Wilkerson's operation. You know, getting some help on the tuning front with them. So it's just it's just really a great time. Um, but anyway, Mike Salinas for Scrappers Racing on day one, three point eight one five. I don't have a speed for his run, but uh, it 
most likely was an early shutoff. Uh, and then we got Steve Torrance, which was not an early setoff. <laughs> Capco, Mac Tools, Toyota, Redline Oil. He goes down there 3.682 at 303.84 miles per hour. So, again, that car was not running through the finish line. So that, that that's the things that, as me as an analyst of the performance of these cars, you can really see, you know, that's three, 3.68. He was moving really early in the run because he wasn't running through the finish line. And we see that in the 303 speed. But he was the highest speed of that day. So because, again, there were a lot of early shutoffs in the top fuel class. So on the second day of testing, it was Friday. Uh, we're going to start with Funny Car again. We're going to start with the floppers. Uh, we got eight runs that were the top eight this day uh again i don't have speeds for all of them but uh the times again we can we can we can deduce a lot from the elapsed times so number eight we got cruise pedragon 3.932 and i don't have a speed on that one but you see they're starting to get quicker over over testing so this is the second day everybody's you know kind of you know getting their feet wet again uh a lot of the drivers will say you know it's it's kind of a a shock when you get back into the car after two months of not being in the car (laughs) you kind of have to you know remember how that feels um especially the launch and the the run itself it just pulls the whole time and they got to get used to that again but anyway so you see the eighth best of this day for funny car was 3.932 Starting to get it. And that's by Cruz Pedragon, Cruz Pedragon Racing with John Collins. Uh, so then we got Tim Wilkerson, uh, 3.929 uh, for the seventh best. In number six, we got Alexis DeJoria, 3.912 at 316.515 miles per hour. So she wasn't running through the finish line if she's getting down there at 3.912. Uh, that speed should be quite a bit higher. Uh, but she might not have been on the uh, on the gas going through the lights. So from Matt Hagen and TSR and Tony Stewart uh, for Dickie Venables, we got 3.904 at 330.55 miles per hour. Now, that's more in line with what Alexis DeJoria would have been running if she was on the gas to the finish line. Um, a, a short amount of distance down there at the at the top end of the racetrack with them moving at the rate that they are moving at. They are constantly accelerating through the finish line. And I, and I used to run track. So we, you know, it's, it's, a, it's different when it's a human doing it. You know, it's a race of deceleration, basically. I used to run the 100-meter dash. So basically, I love that event in, in the Olympics and stuff. Big, big track fan. Uh, but... Basically, they would start, they would get to top speed about 40 meters out in the 100 meters. And then at that point, everybody in the race is decelerating. The person who wins the race is the one who decelerates the slowest. The person who's going to lose the race or be in the back of the pack are the people that are slowing down faster than whoever the leader is. So in drag racing, in nitro drag racing, in any any drag racing, you're accelerating through the finish line. The car is not limited by, you know, human ability to run. So the car can get it for, you know, all the way down the racetrack. So, you know, Alexis DeJoria, that 3.9, 
uh, one, two, that's a really good run. Uh, now you're getting into the low nineties. Uh, and, and I'm sure those, those, uh, incremental times showed more as well. Uh, cause she might've even been able to get in the eighties or get to a 90 flat like Matt. Uh, but Matt Hagen was not the first to run three thirty. You want to know who it was? It was J.R. Tide in that DHL Rev Kim G- Supra GR. I'm going to have to learn that because it's a gorgeous car. Uh, they were talking about it on the inside of podcast. It broke the Internet when it did. It definitely did. It dropped my jaw. It dropped my jaw. I love funny car class. I've always loved the funny car class because of the bodies and how they look, how swoopy and low to the ground, like low to the ground. The entire car sits. It's just. But but it can make the same power as the top fuel guy, you know, the top fuel cousin. All right. So JR Ty, 3.894, 330 miles per hour. That was the first one. And I was actually watching the stream at that point. Then we got John Forrest looking good. 3.888 at 321.88 miles per hour. Now, depending on how you run the car. I mean, you could run out the back end at about 315 and, you know, still be in the 380s. It's all about how you get the car moving in the early part of the run and how much you apply that power going down the racetrack. That'll change it. So Robert Hyde was number two with a 3.879 at 331.26 miles per hour. And then but Ron Caps came back and stole the show under the lights with header flames shooting over the roof. Ron Caps for Napa and Gear Wrench, 3.874 at 325.14 miles per hour. So he was just literally, he was literally five tenths quicker than Robert Hyde. That's how close they are, even in testing. Even in testing. So for Top Fuel, all right, we got, so you actually heard from this guy. We're going to get to him. Uh, but we'll we'll stop and talk to about him a little bit when we get there. But in the number twelve spot, we got Austin Proc back in the seat with Ron Tobler and Joe Barlam turning the wrenches. Austin Proc three point eight one six at three hundred or sorry two hundred sixty four point seven five miles per hour. So that thing wasn't running through the finish line, but still gets down there at three point eight one. That's a nice run. We got Clay Milliken, 3.814. So two tenths faster than Austin at 275.62. So, again, not running through the finish line. Uh, in the number 10 spot, we got Sean Langdon in his DHL top fuel dragster, 3.781 at 282.84 miles per hour. Uh, then in the number 9 spot, we got Jordan Vandergriff making a license pass in Tony Schumacher's car. Uh, hey, get this kid a ride, okay? He is talking about he wants to get out here and he wants to race with you guys. He wants to be out there. Uh, and so I'm really hoping, I'm manifesting for Justin or Jordan Vandergriff because uh, I really liked him when he he's good for the sport. We need youth. We need fired up people who want to drive these race cars because that's the future and that's what keeps us going. Uh, this kid is ready to come back out here. How about a 3.764 at 321 miles per hour? Uh, keeping it straight down the groove, man. Uh, it was a good looking run. So then, uh, I'm sorry, Doug Kalitta was actually number eight best. 3.754 at 
zero one miles per hour. In the number seven spot, we got Leah Pruitt, three point seven three four at three hundred and fifteen point five six miles per hour. She might not have been running th- completely through the finish line. We got Brittany Force, three point seven two seven at three hundred two point one four miles per hour. We know from the history of that car, well, just the history of all these cars, we know that car wasn't running through the finish line. She popped the blower on the big end. Uh, we got Trip Tatum in number five, three point seven one three at three hundred three point one six miles per hour. That was another early shutoff. We got Antron Brown in number four, three point seven three nine at three hundred twenty two point two seven miles per hour. Nice run for the Maco boys. Justin Ashley in number three with 3.702 at 314 miles per hour. That car was not singing through the finish line. We got Steve Torrington number two today, 3.693. Here we got the cool kids here in the low 70s and 60s, 328.78 miles per hour. Now, that car was singing through the finish line right there. Uh, And then at the top of the list, we got Mike Salinas, 3.677. At 296.31 miles per hour. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Okay. We got Rob Flynn on the team now. Because we know Alan Johnson is now with Kalita Motorsports. And everybody, you know, has been saying, okay, they're not, they're not going to be as good. Well, we see in this time, 3.677. That is a stout pass for a top fuel car. Only running 296.31 out the back end. I mean, a, a more reasonable time for that type of speed, for that type of elapsed time, would be anything over 325. I mean, it, it again, it all depends on how you run your car. But that was Friday. Okay, and Mike Salinas, he did an interview. He said, you know, the naysayers, they don't bother me. They don't faze me. As they shouldn't. He's doing what he's going to do. The team is still great. Um, I'll tell you what. That scrapper's car was giving Salinas all he could, or giving Torrance all he could handle last season. Uh, it's great to watch the top fuel battles. It's so amazing to watch it. Um, so on the third day, Sunday, not Sunday. Why does it say Sunday? It says Sunday because I screenshotted this on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. You know, we have fun. Okay, so, uh, all right, let me, okay, let me see, because I'm, I'm loud. Okay, anyway, we love the moments. It's live. All right, so top fuel on Saturday. Let's start from the bottom. Number 10, we got Clay Milliken, 3.819 at 286.49 miles per hour. Not a full run there, but it's still a good pass. Mike Salinas is number nine on Saturday, uh, 3.741 at 291.89 miles per hour. Uh, we got Josh, Josh, <laughs> we got Josh Hart in number eight, 3.731 at 306.88 miles per hour. Again, not a full run, but still a good pass. A lot of that momentum is still carrying, so we got a lot of. Good car, uh, a lot of good movement for these cars in the first half of the run. Uh, so above him, we have Antron Brown 3.732 at 309.42 miles per hour. Again, not a full run, but this is a full run in the number six spot. We got Tony Schumacher 3.7. 
321 at 329.20 miles per hour. That car was getting it down there. Uh, this is a very good track. Phoenix, He there was a time where Tony Schumacher ran down the racetrack uh, and set the national record uh, at one point. So this is a very good racetrack. And, you know, with Todd Okahara um, turning the wrenches now, it's going to be it's going to be good. Um Todd Okahara is a phenomenal crew chief. So five, we got Doug Kalita, three point seven two three at three hundred one at three hundred nineteen point fourteen miles per hour. Sean Langdon as number four, three point seven two two at three fourteen seventeen. We got Leah Pruitt in the three point seven, the low three sevens here. 3.706 at 330.47 miles per hour. How about Justin Ashley? <laughs> How about Justin Ashley with the same speed as Leah Pruitt? Justin Ashley 3.691 at 330.74 miles per hour. And at the top spot for Saturday, we got Austin Proc 3.685 at 333.66 miles per hour. What a great day for Top Fuel. So you see when they're running out the back end, they're going over 330 or close to it. Definitely above 320 at least. So in Funny Car, we got Tim Wilkerson. This is the ninth best for that day. Uh, 3.945 at 323.13 miles per hour. She was He was getting it down there uh, over 323. Uh, Alexis DeJoria in the uh, Bandero Tequila, the, the GR, making another run. 3.943 at 325.22 miles per hour. And then we got Cruz Pedregon above him, uh, above Alexis. I'm sorry. Alexis for Dale and Nikki Bonafonte. Uh, want to mention that. And then we got uh, Cruz Pedregon at number seven, 3.22, 3.922 at 322.81 miles per hour. So that's a really good run. We're in the number seven spot and we're already at the low. 390s uh anything under 395 is getting it in a funny car okay uh i mean 390s are just good to see anyway uh but the lower you get uh that, that's when you start to see some some they're really getting aggressive with the tuna above cruise we got bob task of the third 3.905 at 329.818 miles per hour that's a great run. Ron Caps is number five, 3.884 at 330.49 miles per hour. Now we're up into where, where you see the funny cars are always a little bit better on speed. Uh, just a little bit better. Uh, J.R. Todd, 3.866 at 334.32 miles per hour. Getting it. Down there in the number three spot, we got Robert Height 3.864 at 334.82 miles per hour. They are getting it again. The track is really good. Matt Hagen is in the number two spot with a 3.858 at 329.02 miles per hour. But that would not be the best. The GOAT, the champion, the 16 time champ for peak, is number one. On Saturday, 3.836 at 335.40 miles per hour. 
He got Matt Hagen by two tenths of a second. Uh, um, two hundredths, excuse me, of a second. That's really cool. Uh, the overall best, we got Mike Salinas at the top spot. Austin Proc is in the second spot. Justin Ashley is in the third spot. Steve Torrance rounds out the top four. We got Justin Ashley in number five. Leah Pruitt, number six. Seven, Antron Brown in the number eight spot. We got Trip Tatum. Sean Langdon is in the ninth spot. Doug Kalitta is 10th. Tony Schumacher is 11th best. Now we move to the top 15. There's actually 16 top fuel cars that made passes. So these are the overall standings as it concerns with their re, uh, their um, their their times. Uh, Josh Hart is in the number 12 spot. Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Vandergriff is number 13. Josh Hart is number 14. Clay Milliken is number 15. And then Doug Foley. Uh, that's a good top fuel field at the bump spot if it was 3.918. Uh, he's in the number 16 spot. So there was a, a field of top fuel cars that made passes. Um, again, there were more top fuel cars that made passes. Jim Maroney, from what I understand, made a pass. Uh, Buddy Hall made a lot of passes. Uh, so it wasn't just the big guys out there. Uh, but they didn't get on this list because they weren't as quick. You know, a lot of them weren't making full passes or they just... You know, we're just still figuring it out. That's what testing is for. Testing is not for you to just go down the racetrack every time. You, you're here to maybe try new parts, try different setups, maybe go back to a different setup and kind of see if it still works for you. Uh, so that's what testing is about. It's it's not the most exciting, you know, as far as, you know, side-by-side drag racing. But me as an, a performance analyst of these cars, it really helps me, you know, make my determination of who's going to be good this weekend. All right, so in the funny car class, we got Chad Green in the number 10 spot, Cruz Pedregon in number 9, Tim Wilkerson in number 8, Alexis DeJoy is in number 7, Bob Task of the 3rd is in the number 6th best. Here we go, Ron Caps in the number 5 spot, Robert Height is number 4, J.R. Todd is number 3, Matt Hagen is 2nd, and then at the top spot with the best time of testing, we got John Force at the top. Uh, so... I want to include some words that they were uh, that they said. Uh, so on that run, here I'm just going to read a little bit of it from Competition Plus. Iconic drag racer and 16-time champion John Forrest saved the best for last as he blasted out the quickest run in one of the more competitive funny car test sessions ever. Absolutely, Forrest turned the home uh, <laughs> the hounds Forrest turned the hounds loose. As the sun started to warm conditions with a 3.836, a 325 miles per hour, over a hundredth quicker than his closest competition, Matt Hagen, who made his run later in the day. So that's even more impressive. The sun was out on the racetrack when John made that run. Uh, this is a great... Uh, this it's great to get back out here, back in the seat, back with my team, Danny Hood, Tim Fabrizi, all these young kids. <laughs> it was a good couple of days, said John, said John Forrest. Four runs in the 380s for this peak Chevy. That's really something that makes you feel good going into the season opener. I'm feeling like everything is falling back into place. The problems, they're figuring themselves out. I feel good being out here. I want to race. That's why I'm here. I'm ready to go 
I'm ready to get going. It's the words of the great John Forrest. So, uh, here's more falling behind. Hagen in third was Robert Height, who was Friday's top runner after pushing out head gasket earlier in the day with a brief fire show. Height came back and laid down a 3.864 at 334 miles per hour. J.R. Todd was the first to run down the track on Saturday with the new DHL Toyota Supra and set the early pace with a 3.866 at 334.32 miles per hour. So that was a very, again, like they said, it was a very competitive session. So last thing we're going to talk about uh, in this part of this podcast, we're going to say after sitting out for nearly two seasons, the past rookie of the year, Austin Proc, is the best car in testing, uh, at least by the time standard, 3.68. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. He wasn't the best in testing. He was the best on Saturday. My apologies. Salinas, Mike Salinas for Team Scrappers was the best. 3.67 uh, was the best run of the weekend. Proc is working with Joe Barlam and Ron Tobler. Uh, Ron Tobler used to tune top fuel uh, until he went to Funny Car and worked with Ron Caps, uh, for and they had great success. Uh, Ron Caps getting his second uh, championship last year. They've had really good success, uh, you know. But Ron Tobler was around uh, the, the the racetracks last year. He they you know Fox even put him to work a little bit, and then uh, he ends up at the racetrack again. Uh, but he's only going to be flying in as a crew chief. He's going to be of course communicating with. Uh, Joe Barlam, but Joe Barlam is going to be in Brownsburg uh, with the day-to-day crew chief duties with constant communication from Ron, of course, Uh, but Ron is going to fly in on the weekends. Um, So we, this is a really good look into what we got coming up. So uh, as we waste no more time, we have a extremely knowledgeable guest here today. And I'm so excited to finally get him on this show. Uh, and I'm excited to talk with him. You're going to hear uh, a good voice. He's he's so enthusiastic, just like me, about these cars. We love these cars. Um, so we're going to go through testing and we're going to go break it down. We're going to look through and see, again, who looked good, who could stand to, you know, or who who looked good, who was trying things. You know, we You know, it's not really about... You know, who looked good and who looked bad per se. But it's just a discussion about what we saw. Um, so that's what it's going to be. And I'm excited to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, we have him here. You've been hearing about him since I started this podcast. He's amazing. He's my bro. I'm excited to have him here. Finally, we're going to talk testing. This is American Hot Ride Entertainment. In other words, Darren, my bro, welcome to the show. Welcome. So good to have you. TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. It's, it's, a, it's about time you have me on, man. What took so long? What took so long? Look, I had to figure out life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this, is cra- this is crazy. I'm learning so much about this thing, but it's a good It's good to have people talking about drag racing, so I'm willing to do the learning. So let's get right into it. Basically, mm-hmm. I want to just talk about the numbers. Who looked good? Who, you know who we thought were testing some parts who were doing, you know, there were some people that didn't quite, you know, make full pulls. I mean, and and if they did, it was, you could count them on one hand, how many they made. 
Um, but I was, as I was explaining to the listeners, that it's not like a typical qualifying session. It's not like mm-hmm. you get three hits. We take those three hits, and da da da. It was kind of like, here's what the best of the day was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they could have run in the you know within a tenth or a thou of what they ran in this on this list, but they only counted it because it was quickest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We're just going to go down the list and I just want to hear your your thoughts about these people. And, you know, we got so many new teams, uh, a lot of new crew chiefs, uh, which is exciting. I even made me a little crew chief cheat list. (laughs) (laughs) So so I know where everybody is and everything like that. I can't find it right now, but that's okay. So we're going to start with Cruz Patrick. I'm going to start Friday. Uh, The best runs from Friday. Cruz Patrick on 3.932. I didn't get a speed on that one. Uh, but I saw some comments, John Collins, they, they really like this racetrack. They really like, uh, getting runs on the Phoenix track. Um, I don't know if you saw any other, uh, of, of the runs, but, um, yeah. tell me a little bit about what you saw from Cruz and those guys. Well, I mean, so first off with testing, you know, with all the teams that's out there, you know, that all those teams can lay, all those teams can lay down numbers. You know, we're not surprised when we see the big numbers. We're not surprised when we see the 334 from J.R. Todd. We're not surprised when we see the 335 from John Force, you know, but with testing, you know, everybody looks good in testing, you know, yeah. but it's like, you know, can they apply it, you know, you know, when the season actually starts, you know, everybody exactly. looks good in preseason or in practice, you know, but, you know, really, you know, the game really starts in Pomona, you know, different track conditions, uh, different racetracks, you know, every racetrack is different, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we know that these teams can lay down numbers. We know they can lay down the big ETs, the big speeds, but can it translate during the actual season, which starts in a couple of days in Pomona, which I'll be at. But as far as Cruz, you know, Cruz and that team, you know, you go back to 2016, when that team was with uh, Tommy Johnson Jr., came up just short of winning the championship, came up just short again in, in, in 2020. You know, obviously you saw what they did last year in 2021, went all the way down to the final race of the season with a chance at a championship. Cruz with that clutch win in Las Vegas, put them on the edge of a championship going into Pomona, came up just short. But going into 2022, this could really, really, excuse me, this could be, really be the year where this team really finally gets over that edge and finally wins that championship. You know, we know yeah. Cruz has two championships overall, you know, 1992, 2008. But for that team in general, that whole former Make-A-Wish team with Tommy Johnson Jr., this can be the year where they really get over the top and win that championship. You know, John Collins is that type of crew chief. He's not going out there to run the big numbers. He's not trying right. to, you know, hit the home run. He's going to go out there, run consistent, run in the high to mid-90s, uh, well, low-90s, you know, and, and just have a real good, consistent car. You know, they can run in the heat. They can run in any condition. So, you know, going into 2022, Cruz is going to have a great, consistent car, and you know, like I said, 2022 can be the year where that team finally gets over the hump and, and gets a funny car championship, the third overall for Cruz. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They definitely look good. Uh, you know how they tune, like you said, John Collins is he's really a real workmanlike guy, you know, low 390s. We, um, I, I listened to um, the Insider podcast, had Dean Antonelli on there, and he, he said something that's so smart. He said, we have next to zero chance of winning if we smoke the tires. And that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but he was also saying, you know, I, I go back and I see when I lost the race by a foot or two because I just got outran by the other person. So it's kind of just finding that line. And he's he's thinking he's going to get a little bit more aggressive this year. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So before before you go on, though, it's funny that you mentioned Dean Edson early. And I said this on my buddy Dujanay podcast. I know, you know, Dujanay, right? Of boy course. Dujanay. Yeah. I said this. You think of John Medellin, Dean Antonelli, Vicky Venables. John Collins. 
those are crew chiefs. When you hear those guys' names, they know how to get a nitro funny car down the racetrack. Yeah. Good, clean, and consistent. You know? Right. And I, like you saw last year, they were one, two, three in the championship last year and the year before that. So, I mean, those guys are hands down the best crew chiefs in nitro funny car right now, including Jimmy Proc. You got to throw Jimmy Proc in there as well. But you talk about going off the last two years, it's been Dickie Venables and Mike Knudsen with Matt Hagen. It's been John Medellin and Dean Antonelli, Antonelli either, the, either whether that's with Jack Beckman or Ron Capps last year yeah. in the championship. And then you got John Collins, which was either with Tommy Johnson Jr. in the Make-A-Wish team or Cruz Petragon last year. So those are crew chiefs where you think those guys can get, get a Nitro funny car down the racetrack, and they do it well. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And you, you talked about Jimmy Prop. So we're just going to jump around the list. I don't have a real order. You know, you've heard <laughs> we don't do order here. We have fun. We have a good time. Uh, Robert Height. Uh, getting outrun by the boss, getting outrun by the boss during <laughs> testing. Uh, I thought that was interesting uh, because, you know, uh, Robert, they talked about going back to their 2019 yes. uh, combination. And Robert, <laughs> it was kind of funny because I thought it too. Why did you change? Why did we change that? Uh, but they're back to it. They're going down the racetrack, looking really good, really stout. We got 331 out of that car uh, for testing. But like you said, uh, everybody can look good in testing. Uh, it's just gotta, we have to, we gotta apply it to different racetracks in Pomona, California. That's coming up this weekend. Um, how about JR Todd and that super GR body, uh, and, and Alexis as well. You know, both cars made really good passes. The car looks, I mean, the car looks amazing. You know how I feel about it's this beautiful, car. huh? It beautiful. is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I, I just, I like it a lot because, um, you heard JR talk about the, the visibility in the car mm-hmm. um he said uh <laughs> he said i can't bitch and moan anymore <laughs> when i can't keep the car in the groove uh but i mean even when you see like the shots of them coming down the racetrack you can see a lot more of the driver in the yes. compartment it's a yes. lot brighter in there uh, you so know what it reminds me of i'm sorry yeah. to cut you off you know what it reminds oh, you me good. of it reminds me of one of those like before the nostalgia funny car body started to go more in a, uh aerodynamic you know the real, if you go back to look at nostalgia funny car bodies, like you could really see the driver in there, like clear as day. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. So just yeah. want to say that real quick. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's cool. It's a conversation. Jump in if you need to. Uh, but yeah, for sure. And I think when when you see the, uh, the the nostalgia funny cars, even today, I think it's so badass with that that window taken out, and you could see them in there. You, you know, you could reach in there and touch them if you needed to. Uh, so it's kind of giving that kind of old school feel. Uh, but I'm, what I'm really hoping is that, and we've seen some subtle differences from um, Chevy with the Camaro. Every every year, the body looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hoping now that we can get more more uh, development in the funny car body technology because it's instrumental. I mean, they these guys don't have the big front wing in the front and the big wing in the back. I mean, it's not sitting seven feet in the air, but they got a wing. So it, it's just. It's all about how you use the air. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that Supra is, I mean, we saw the first 330 from JR in that Supra of the weekend. We saw the first 330 there. So again, not a surprise. Nobody's really different there. Um, but I mean, Dean said it again on the podcast. He said, it's it's a time. And we're going to talk about top fuel. We're going to talk about top fuel because, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about top fuel. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, he said, 11 to 12 people could win a race at any given day on any given race day. There's 12 cars that could win. Well, well, just look at this. We had 10 funny car winners last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. We had 10, we had 10 winners last year. And I mean, the, the most anybody won, I, I mean, races, the most amount of races somebody won that year was three. Matt Hagen right. and John Force. Nobody right. had more than three wins. It was only John Force and Matt Hagen. Our champion only had two wins. I mean, that just goes to show how crazy, how crazy competitive Nitro Funny Car was. And it's going to be even more competitive this upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love the, the pro stock comparisons because, I mean, when you, when you see the top four that can be squeezed in there by, by a hundredth or, or, or less, you know, mm. it's, it's really pro stock. And it's not even just the times on the qualifying sheet. Mm. It's down at the other end of the racetrack with the header flames shooting over the roof. And we got, you know, we're trying to decide the race between, you know, within feet. Like mm-hmm. these are cars that go up 300 miles an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> with over mm-hmm. 12,000 horsepower. And we can get that close. It just blows my mind. I love it. Uh, a couple other notables. We are, we all know the John Force run, the 83. Uh, Danny Hood, he likes to get aggressive when it works yeah. for him. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, when, when I saw that, cause I didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. You know, it was, it was for the listeners that don't know they, um, and, and a huge thanks to competition plus for the amazing, yeah. um, coverage. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do my breakdown if they weren't there. So mm-hmm. hats off to them. Morning, Monday morning racer was there, uh, giving that great information, uh, for us to break down. But, uh, yeah, that 83, 335. Like, I was like, I was at work, right? And, uh, cause I work with my dad and he was yeah. like, he's like, you know, we were watching on the, uh, we were watching while, while we we're at work. And he goes, Ooh, John just went 83, 335. And I was like, Ooh, that's nasty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is nasty. Very, like, man. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and just talking about the funny car class, like on the first day, um, we saw more full runs out of the funny cars. Mm-hmm. Um, top fuel this is a great transition into top fuel. Uh, the, the, the class everyone's excited about. And, and let me just say, as a fan of top fuel, I've always been a fan of funny car. Of course, I love both nitro classes because mm-hmm. obviously, uh, but the drasters have always just like, oh, that's amazing that, you know, they're, they're so big. They're so, you know, and all the other things, the technicals, we're not going to do that. We're just having a conversation. But just it's never had the type of enthusiasm and and and, and fire around that is present this year. I, I don't remember any any year like this. Uh, there, there were years early when I was when I was coming up, you know, 2003 and 2004, you know, when Larry Dixon was and then Tony Schumacher started his thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not ever been like it is now where you know we we got steve torrance and i mean we can you can bring bring whoever you want back into the class you got to beat that capco car at the end of the day and we all know that at the end of the day and like you said this 2022 season is one of the most anticipated seasons we've ever had in the nature of drag racing i don't think we've been more excited about the sport coming into this season now like you talk about all the changes we had last year and like you said, you know, you have, you know, Tony Stewart coming in with the new team, Leah, uh, Leah Pruitt, uh, you know, his wife driving the dragster, uh, Matt Hagen driving the funny car. You got Tony Schumacher coming back. All these changes this offseason, you got Austin Pratt coming back, you know, um, all these changes and all this newness and all this freshness. But nobody's talking about the four time camping world, top two <laughs> champion of the world, Steve Torrance from Kilgore, Texas. He just yeah. sent back, he just sent back saying, hey, this top field championship 
championship still goes through me. Don't forget that. Yeah. Don't forget, that. Yeah. Don't forget the don't forget the pure dominance I've put on these past four years. You said yeah. that in our group chat, and I saw it, and I was like, "Yes, he." But you're right. You're right. There's you say what you want about Steve Torrance. Steve Torrance did not just get great overnight. I saw I've been watching a lot of old drag racing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you do a great job with the with the old points battles and your voiceovers. Those are great. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank you. I, I saw I see a lot of the stuff that Dave W puts out. Mm-hmm. And I saw a, a race from St. Louis in 2010 uh, with a, a, a relatively unknown top fuel driver, Steve <laughs> Torrance. Getting down there, I think he ran like, uh, I don't know what he ran, but I think he qualified like 10th. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, same guys, same people. And then just to look at it now. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would have predicted that this car, this team, Bobby Lagana, you know, all those guys would be able to tune a car to be as dominant and consistent. Because here's something they did in testing, 60s. And it was consistent. Like, mm-hmm. and here's another thing with, with the, I kind of alluded to it earlier in the, earlier in the, in the episode, but I, I say it all the time. And Reinhardt says it too. When these cars are going down the racetrack, because there's so much downforce on them, when they are not running through the finish line, full song, that speed is going to go away in a hurry, mm-hmm. but that elapsed time will still tell you a story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love testing. Because yeah, you know, you got the people that are like, you know, if I'm if I'm your crew chief, I'm like, all right, Darren, you go down there. I want you to take it to half track. If it feels good, take it on out. That's how what I would tell my person. Because I mean, if it feels good, don't live. Come on, go ahead and go ahead and well, take it hey, out there. Robert said, Jimmy said, shut off the half track. Yeah. So that wasn't a good <laughs> yeah. run. So come yeah. Down yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Hagan said the same thing uh, for the the uh, the top fuel funny car, which we need we need to bring that back you know like and it, and it was cool because you could see just the differences in the acceleration like matt hagan got her off the line but you saw just how the dragster accelerates it's just it's it was okay. great here's the thing though it got a lot of attention right yeah like, you know i'm the, you know I, I, everybody knows me i'm the biggest john forrest fan out here right uh, j- come on can you we, know you know we we bond on that <laughs> can we can we give some respect to the 16-time world champion of Brittany Forrest because they were actually the first ones to do it in testing back in 2014 at West Palm Beach I don't they know if anybody did that. no they did you're right yeah. about that they and did I don't know if anybody's done it before and it just wasn't televised but you know seeing it televised for the first time you know it was John and Brittany 2014 West Palm Beach so let's let's give some respect to the team Forrest for doing it oh, oh oh you know me I will. You're lucky I don't have my uh, my my John Forrest racing hoodie on. No, <laughs> but you know, being the Nitro Performance guy, we have to be objective. You know, but that's exactly. That's it was still cool though. Don't don't get me wrong though. That that Leah Matt thing was still cool. Like really yeah, cool. yeah. Really and and guys, I'm just gonna tell you, we're gonna have this guy on here a lot more. Bad TJ, I know, but we're gonna talk about header flames. We're gonna talk about the sound of these cars. I really want to talk with guys that I really want you guys to hear talk about the sport like you guys hear me talk but these are the people i respect it's a team effort i consider these guys to be my closest people when it concerns the team uh this this sport's all about team Mm -hmm. so you know you andrew d bland you know you guys man we we, we're gonna do that but anyway anyway i I just want to say this real quick though it's really cool to see what you're doing 
you know, I love, I love your enthusiasm on the sport. It's really cool. I excited you get, you know, you know, about everything, you know, and then your content is very original too. We don't see anybody putting out the type of content that you do. So keep up the good work, man. Really. Proud yeah. Of you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, and mm-hmm. I, ju- I just feel like my thing with this whole podcast was sure. I can get on here and talk about what they did and what they ran, but I want to, I really want to tell you what, why they're doing that. Mm-hmm. This is why the car is doing that. Like mm-hmm. I, I even showed my sis, my head of flame video, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. Uh, <laughs> nice plug. Nice yeah, plug. Nice, nice shameless little plug. No, and I, and I sent it to her and she said, I just didn't know there was that much to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think three, three seconds, four seconds, it's over. So much is happening in that short amount of time. And you really, you can rarely see it unless you slow it down. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part. So we're going to, we'll, we'll but yeah, that was a little, that was a little, you know, side thing right there. But yeah, all, all relevant. I just feel like if you know which, I like bringing new fans into the sport as we should, we should all be doing. This is a great time to do it. And, you know, I feel like if you know what you're looking at, you'll enjoy it a little bit more. You know, you go to a football game, you're like, oh, this is cool. There's a lot of people here, you know, I'm a good, ex- you know, having a good time, but I don't know what I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know. You'll have a good time because you're, you're in the environment, but if you, you'll have a better time if you know what you're looking at. So I just like doing that. I'm an educator first, that musician, it's that musician in me. <laughs> I uh, like it. I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's great to be a part of a good team. So Jordan Vandegriff was back in the top fuel car mm-hmm. this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. All I have to say about this is get this kid a ride. Exactly. Now. Exactly. I agree. He is great for the sport. He's an ambassador. He's already saying, oh, you know, we <laughs> I saw this video. He said, you know, that we had the greats, you know, the John Forrest is calling them like they're, you know, you know, calling them out. He said, but it's time for a new great. I said, OK, Jordan, you better go, boy. So he we need to get this guy a ride and fast because, you know, we got Austin Proc out there again. I really enjoy watching Jordan run and. Yeah. So what what you got on that one? So here's the thing, you know, like you just said, you know, I kind of started my channel off talking about, you know, the history of the sport, you know, really going back to the throwbacks and the classics. Well, I kind of agree with Jordan Vandergriff. I feel like coming into this season, this is, this is a new era of NHRA drag racing. And we got to start seeing those, those, that new crop of talent, the new, the new young stars, you know? So I kind of agree with that. Can we see Jordan Vandergriff behind the wheel of a Dallas Schumacher racing top field dragster by the end of the season? Can we? I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I mean, how, how, I mean yeah. how cool would that be? I mean, that would be just very think about cool. this too. Just think about this too. Within the next, I would say, five to 10 years, the top field is going to be Josh Hart, Austin Proc, Justin Ashley, Jordan Vandergriff. And those are all great young drivers. Like they're all young and they're all great. Yeah. They're going to be the faces of top field within the next, I would say, five to seven years, honestly, not even 10 years, five to seven years. Obviously they'll, they'll go past that, but I'm saying within the next five years, like they're going to be the faces of top field eliminator. And that's exciting oh, yeah. to see. I want to see Jordan Vandergriff back behind the wheel of top field dragster. And what's cool too, is that when I went to the U S nationals this past year, um, I got to interview Jordan Vandergriff and the coolest dude, like the nicest, coolest dude. You know, I was, I was still kind of green and, and uh, still kind of new at interviewing and stuff like that. Interviewing a person, interviewing in person is a whole different animal than just interviewing <laughs> over the internet. <laughs> And I was I was pretty nervous, and he was super cool about it the whole time. So a super cool dude uh, helped me really get through it. So um, I'm a fan of Jordan Vandergriff, and I would I would love to see him back behind the wheel of a top field dragster. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's all about the the youth 
you know, and I, and again, it's like I will, I grew up a John Force fan, you know, him and the next generation, because, you know, let's be, let's be honest, you know, you, you can't do this forever. You know, at some point you got to get out of the car and you got to have somebody. Well, well I, for me, I'm always going to root for John Force, no matter how old he is. I want John oh, Force to win every oh, race he hey, can. So hey, I'll just say that. Hey, you know, I don't even have to fight my opinion on that because, you know, I agree with you. So I'm not going to say anything on that. You know, I'm not talking about John. What I'm saying is he he started, the you know, the next generation and he kind of started that a long time ago with, you know, Eric Medlin, you know, knowing, hey, yes, the, the sport is not going to last if we don't bring these young, great mm-hmm. kids in. And I just feel like a lot of people paid attention to that because that's why we have the Jordan Vandegrift, the the how great is it to see somebody in a top fuel car with the last name Ashley, mm-hmm. you know, his father kick the ass in funny car mm-hmm. so it, it's and it's good to see him on the starting line so it's just cool to see the youth and to see you know the people that we don't hear uh a perfect segue you know he's a he's a former champion so this is no new person but antron brown his first test him and him uh and a lot of other teams actually which was nice to see coming mm-hmm. out as team owners with mm-hmm. their own cars testing and the, and there were a lot of them are saying you know how it's it's easier to show up and drive <laughs> but you know you got to make sure we got this we got that we got the trailer we got gas so it's just it's just cool to see uh you know people like antron step into the sport and let's be honest for someone like you and me that looks really great you know exactly it, no really that that's that's representation i said it on the podcast i say it all the time in the field that i'm in classical music representation matters so to see what it can be and to see that you could possibly do this i mean that's huge that's and huge what i'm hoping too is i'm really hoping antron could get back into championship contention this year yeah you know you talk about coming off three top four world championships I, I mentioned this on two previous podcasts already let's not forget antron brown not only has he won three top four world championships let's not forget he's also third on the all-time top fields wins list he's tied with joel model for third right now wow and, and let's not forget this either he was voted top field driver of the decade from 2010 to 2019. Let's not forget he was. That he was like, like Antron Brown is the man. He can get the job done. He's great on the reaction time, great car control. Um, so I'm really hoping Antron could get back into championship condition this year. I know it's going to be tough, but man, let's see. If, let's let's see if he can do it. You know, you talk about so you come off two championships in 2015, 2016, back to back, and you have a you have a solid season in 2017, um, but then you lose Brian Karate. You know, you lose, you know, your, your head crew chief, you know, so you go into, you go into 2018, you only win one race in 2018. Then you go winless in 2019, but then you get brought it, Brian Karate back in 2020. You're like, okay. Cause you know, Brian Karate went off the force, you know, tuned for Courtney force that one year came back yeah. and tuned for John force the following year. You get Brian Karate back. So you're like, man, the band is back together. You got Brian Karate, Mark Oswald, you know, the whole Mac O'Toole team is back together. And they didn't have the the type of performance you thought they would yeah. in 2020. You know, it was like, it really kind of, you know, they had that win in Vegas, but, you know, it was last race of the year. You know, I mean, it's a win is a win, but, you know, you didn't see that type of performance you thought they would. 2021 started off great. I mean, going rounds, got that win in Las Vegas. I mean, excuse me, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Got that win in Atlanta, uh, beat Steve Torrance in the final, outran yeah. him. And then after Pomona, the Winter Nationals in July, they like fell off. That team fell off, like fell off a cliff. I don't know yeah. what happened. So yeah. I'm hoping, you know, like I said, Antron has a lot on his plate going into his upcoming year as now as a, a owner and driver. He has a lot more to worry about, but 
I think he can get the job done. I'm hoping he can get back into championship contention in 2022 because Antron's one of my favorite top field drivers of all time, and I want to see him do this. Absolutely. I sleep with uh, his dragster above my head, so that's <laughs> my boy. Uh, so it, Which year? I, Which year? Uh, that's 19. 19, okay. Now okay. I want to go get it. Hold on, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go get it. Hold on. <laughs> is, it the all, is, it, is it the all white, all white paint scheme? I have to go get people are going to be like, what is he doing? Is he really going up? I get up and get stuff on the podcast all the time. You know, I do one take. <laughs> I just get up to get stuff. Yeah, this guy, this this was one of my favorite years. Yeah, I like that. That was nice right there. Yeah. You know, I know we're, you know, we're pot, uh, diecast people, you know. Unfortunately, diecast. unfortunately, people won't be able to see it. They can only hear it. So that's like they only will thing. only hear. <laughs> hey, so, so, so since we're showing off diecast, let's. Hey man, look, check that out. Check that gold car out. It's a little dusty, but you see it. Here we go. That's a classic. 1998. Seven time champ gold car, John Force. How about that? Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love a good John Force diecast. All right, let's get back on track now. I'm sorry. All right. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, there's no track here. We're good. (laughs) You're good. No, but moving on. Top Fuel, we're just going to stay on Top Fuel because I'm just looking at these names here. Uh, Doug Kalitta and AJ, first test mm. session together. So from what I hear, um, Dougie wasn't there Thursday and Sean drove his car. Yeah. And then Doug came in on Friday and Saturday and drove the car. Um, some fairly, you know, middle of the road runs. I don't think they were trying to come and set the world on fire. Like, I think there's several different mindsets with testing. It's okay. Let's try this new combination or let's try this old combination or let's, let's try and see if let's use these new cylinder heads or let's see if we hurt any parts. Mm -hmm. And then after all of that, you know, depending on what the crew chief has on their notebook. All right, then let's just, let's just run out the back door every time. But we didn't really see that we didn't see too much of a strong showing for the Kalita cars, but I don't feel like that's to their detriment. I feel like that maybe not the, Oh, we, we know, we know what they got coming, you know? Yeah. But I think it was just, well, first Doug's, have you seen his, that's a new injector up there. That's a four blade injector. That is, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things. Uh, in top field when they have the four four across well you know uh, aj is going to bring all this stuff over you know yeah he's going to bring all his parts and pieces so you know that that was expected exactly so that was nice looking um he made some good they, they made some nice runs um you know in the mid 70s but like i said I, I don't think it was a let's go out and run 60s every time kind of session for them uh, of course that's impressive uh i mean the big thing was mike salinas 367 and the car was not running through the finish line. <laughs> Flames were not up. So, and then, and then you got Steve Torrance knocking it out, you know, 369. Uh, this was, these are, these are Fridays. Quick, TJ, Go for quick. it. Do you think, you know, you think Mike Salinas or Rob Flynn were kind of saying, hey, you know, check us out a little bit. I know it's just testing. I know it's just testing, but it's kind of like, you know, so here's the thing. I, w- I want to kind of equate it to this. So, Go for it. I uh I competed in a in a big time weightlifting competition back in 2019, right? It was yeah. a national meet, you know. So some of the best lifters in the world. I shouldn't have even been there. I'm just I was just blessed. I was I was able to qualify and get there, right? So, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So the event started on Friday. So kind of like a drag race starts on Friday, ends on Sunday. Well, Thursday you can come in and the, they open up the tra- training hall and you can you can go in there and, and kind of you know 
kind of warm up a little bit, you know, get some lifting lifts in before the actual event starts on Friday. Gotcha. So the whole team goes in there and the coach goes, this is the time where you show your stuff. You got some of the best lifters in the world right now. This is where, even though it's just training, even though it's just warm, the event doesn't start till Friday. It's like, this is the time where you go in and show your stuff. This is what you're made of. And I'm like, why? Like, the event, like this is the time you're supposed to just kind of not show yourself. Like, the event don't start till tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to go out there and show everybody, like, hey, you mean business. So I'm wondering, wonder if it was, you know, even though it's just testing, was Mike Selena's or Rob Flynn saying, hey, you know, hey, Rob Flynn, hey, Coletta, you know, you got rid of us. Alan Johnson, you know, you left to go over to Coletta. Let, let's show you what we got right here. Let's show you, just give us a little sneak peek of what we can do. Like you said, wasn't running all the way to the finish line. Let's show you yeah. what, we, what we got right here, you know. I yeah. just want to throw that out there. No, no, no. You know, hey, it, it is received because, for one, Mike Salinas, in the last seven races of the season last year, had one of the best cars in the field. I'm not just talking top five. Like, he had the best car. I'm, and I'm going to bring it up because I was there. And I, I, was, I didn't know what was going on either from where I was standing. Steve Torrance, Mike Salinas, Gateway, final round, top fuel. Mike treated him. Off yes. the line yes. to read him. Steve was yes. uncharacteristically late. He talks about and, and I look at my video now and it's cool because I get to see the little details from down track. But you can see Salinas like bump the light as they as as, as they go in. So that kind of probably threw Steve off. OK, but as they were passing me, Mike Salinas was in the lead and I was at half track. Mm-hmm. There's only four more 400 more feet to go mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot can happen. Right. And 340. I mean, but, it's yeah, yeah, right. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Am I macro right? six sixty three? Yeah, three four. No, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Jesus, math. No, <laughs> we love math here on the Nitro Performance Guide. They've heard it before. No, so <laughs> um, then Steve Torrance just drives around them at the end. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like they they've always said, and I remember even when I was younger. John, John and the guys back there were driving back then. They would get out of the car and they was like, well, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this sport, I feel like you need a healthy mix of both because you certainly have to pull. You got to bring your stuff to the racetrack. And to your point, testing, but we're going to make we're going to make a statement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with. All of the 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 naysayers is is I don't know if you heard it saw his interview he was like I don't pay attention to them you know mm-hmm. they're not out here with us mm-hmm. you know he responded the the way he should you know they don't know it's and, and this is why I tell my people on the podcast you hear it too you're one of the people this stuff is hard yes this stuff is not easy so you know y- you see your your average fan that goes to the racetrack when they come in town you know just to hear some loud cars and shoot fire. But and then they get upset when the cars don't get down the racetrack. Now I'm the nitro performance guy, and I'm like, okay, well, no cars got down the racetrack, but we know that this is hard. Mm-hmm. This is not easy. I, I love to quote, you know, Jimmy Pratt, and I'm gonna actually say it because they don't say it on TV. This shit ain't easy. <laughs> okay, so uh, this podcast won't be clean. I'm gonna have to make it not clean. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> Drag racing on the outer surface needs a little more grittiness. Yeah. Needs a little more grittiness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, but I think we're gonna get back to that, especially with you know with with that. But anyway, what would we hey, gonna let say? me let me ask you this real quick, TJ. Go for this. it. So, Mike is one of the nicest guys out there 
on the scene in the drag racing scene you know it's been nice to me been nice to my dad i got an interview yeah. with him in sonoma stuff like that yeah. i'm a big mike Linus fan like i want to yeah, see him do good. i'm a big mike Linus fan me too I feel like I'm loving this pairing with him and, and Rob Flynn because I'm like, like I said, I think they're going into the season like we got something to prove. Yeah. Like we got something to prove. Like Alan left to go to Coletta. Coletta got rid of me. I was referring to Rob Flynn. Yeah. And now we're together. We got something to prove. This show, we can go out and win races. Yeah. I want to actually, I want to actually this though. Do you think, and I don't know what exactly happened behind the scenes. You know, I don't know what prompted AJ to leave, you know, after just two seasons or three seasons, whatever it is, two, obviously they didn't race in 2020. Do you think AJ gave up a little too soon on that Scrappers team? Not gave up, not gave up. I'm sorry. Don't use the word gave up because that's the yeah. wrong word. Because That's the wrong word. I gave up. But do you think Allen maybe jumped ship too soon? Because like you said, the performance they put on in a countdown last year, I mean, they were they were building something special. Like, yeah. 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 Mike Selena struggled behind the wheel for most of the season until it got to the countdown. But like you saw, when he got to the countdown, they were on fire. It's yeah. just that there's, there's just that there's this, there's this Michael Jordan S guy called Steve Torrance that, you know, that, that stopped them in, in the countdown. But I mean, they were doing great. And if yeah. Mike Salinas, if they can keep that great consistent car and Mike Salinas can keep driving like he was last year, I feel like they could have legit had something going for next year. What did, I just want to know your opinion on that. Yeah. Uh, for one, <laughs> did he, like I, said, think, like, like I said, gave up is the wrong word. Right, talking, right, right, right. When, yeah, when, yeah. when you're talking about the greatest, the greatest crew chief, of, if not the greatest crew chief of all time, you know, you can't use the word give up. I'm trying to exactly. probably say more so jump, like jumping the ship a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, you know, I got you. But do, do I think he might have left too soon? Maybe. Because, again, like we just, we both just said it. I mean, that car, I mean, at that race, that same race, that St. Louis race with Throwdown conditions, which we're going to get to that in a second, but throwdown conditions, like bring the kitchen sink and throw it at the racetrack kind of conditions. Mike Salinas was sitting on the top of that qualifying sheet, 365, dethroned Brittany Force's streak of number ones, right? So that car has the ability to do it now but not but not just st louis though bristol too i mean look yeah i'm just using yeah Yeah. i'm just using that as an example but yeah the same thing you know the the guy has a good car he was working with his pro my buddy and they really got his lights going you know like (laughs) i was listening you know to the pod i mean he was one of the top levers at the end of the season last year yes and that's just a testament to his work. We, we, everybody has been critical of his driving, of his reaction times. But here's what I love about drag racers. They, and this is why I believe Brittany Forrest is a good segue to our next conversation. I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was going to segue. I knew it. I knew it was coming. That's why, that's why I say that. I knew it was coming. <laughs> okay. So, you know, like, like, like we have fun here. I love it. So, you know, when drag racers see something that they need to work on, I have always admired this. They'll be in the trailer taking taking lights off the tree, taking, you know, taking the tree. So I don't know what Brittany Force is doing, but I think she knows what she needs to do. She knows that everybody and their mama has been talking about her lights. And she, let's be honest, let's be fair. And we're not saying anything they wouldn't say. Like Alan says. Like Alan says, you know, I take all of his, you know, I, that's my boy. I take his sayings. 
Alan Reinhardt. That's what Alan Reinhardt, Miss the voice of the NHRA. Lord Jesus. Anyway, I'm not saying, I'm not saying nothing. They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably did say that. But the fact of the matter is, Brittany lost a lot of close races. Yes, that she could have won that championship last year. Yes, but she. I mean, Josh Hart. Josh Hart was a thorn in their side. Then they, you know, then they, they're friends now, which is fine. That's great. I love that. But which, okay, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> that was that had the potential to be a great rivalry right there. Rivalry it, right there. And it like, could, I was, yeah, it could still be. It could so still be. It could still be. You know, like I said, we see that they're friends now, but we don't know really what's going on like underneath. You know, I, I was like. When 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 Josh Hart had the comments on WFO Radio, I was like, "Was it WFO Radio or was it uh the Insider Podcast?" It was WFO. Both, right? WFO, WFO first, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, like this has the potential to be a great rivalry." Josh Hart, Brittany Forrest, words, you know, back and forth. Well, obviously, just Josh Hart had the words, but man, I was like, "This is this is great." But I'm, I'll let you finish. I don't want to go on, on a tangent. No, finish. hey, you know how we are. We go on tangents. That's why we can talk drag racing for hours. It's great. No, but seriously. Like, it okay, before they made up, it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of... Because when they pulled up to the line second round, top fuel on Sunday in St. Louis, I'm like, oh, man, this is not real. You know, like, or even when Cruz and, and, and JR lined up in qualifying, I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, this is, <laughs> you know, because this is a week after, you know, they had had their little thing. Uh, so, but <sighs> she lost a lot of close races. Mm-hmm. She has she has the car. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Mm-hmm. That's the best top fuel car in the world, if you ask mm-hmm. me. You know, I agree. I agree. Is it the mo- right, right, right? And you know, we talked about this one. If it's consistent, nobody's gonna be her. But she that it's the consistency in the tune-up because we know exactly. that David Grubnick and exactly. you know they they are they are very aggressive tuners, very aggressive. Exactly, because like you said, it so everybody everybody wants to put the put the onus on Britney Force. Yeah. Which a lot of it has to go to her because like, you know, like you said, you know, the reaction times were a problem last year. Yeah. But let's not forget, there would be times where they would run low ET of the round, round one, round two, and then semifinals put a hole out at the hit, smoke the tires. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't yes. it wasn't it wasn't yes. just Britney, you know. Exactly. We win we win as a team, we lose as a team. Exactly. But here but here's the thing too. Britney Force has not forgot how to drive. Exactly. Let's, 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 let's say this one. She is a top fuel world champion. Mm-hmm. 2017 world finals round two against Richard Crampton championship on the line. What did she do? She left on Richard Crampton. Yeah, one of the best did. levers in the business. She left yes. on him with the championship the on the line. Mm-hmm. She left yeah. on one of the best with the championship on the line. Brittany Force knows how to drive. Let's she not knows that. how to drive. And, and that's when people give her crap. I'm just like, Come on. Like, okay, yeah, we're looking at, you know, I'm the performance guy. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they put a hole and they put out number seven down the racetrack. But that was their problem. That, that was their problem. They would drop holes in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the semifinal round. They would get it was past like, first and second round. They would be the best car, round one, round two, the best freaking car. In the semifinals, yes. it was just something crazy would happen. Put a hole Smoke out. the tires, hole out, smoke the tires. Car shut off. Like, it was like crazy, you know? It's crazy. And I hate to say it, but you could almost have bet like something's going to go wrong here. And, and, and it usually did. And, yeah. and, and I just and I say that to say those rounds meant something like, you know, yeah. weather like it's, it's crazy. You know, like these dudes are amazing. 
It is insane. It is insane. It's giving me so many ideas for future podcasts. I'm getting excited. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. I- I'll make sure you get the credit. No, so I'm let's. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll give you the credit. Okay, so let's look forward to this weekend, the Winter Nationals. I will We've be there. Wait- hey, you will. You will. We've been waiting so long uh, to see to see them get in competition because it's one thing to see testing and to hear the cars and to see them make runs and even on saturday see them lining up side by side you know that that made me so happy i was oh my god side by side you know i was on the chat like oh my god you know so it's cool uh but competition they're pulling in to one of the most hallowed grounds in the sport Mm -hmm. the winter nationals at the correct time this year uh, (laughs) in the actual winter i did a little bit of research uh, we got 70s on Friday and Saturday. Yep. It's going to be 67 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's the high. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be cloudy. And cloudy. So it's going to be throw down conditions out there. So and a new track surface. Don't and that. New, oh, yes. And a new track surface. So please. And I couldn't wait to talk to you because I wanted to talk to you about this. What have they done to the track? At so, Pomona Raceway, <laughs> you're putting me on spot here. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, from my, from my, from what I know is they something where it's called they grinded it down. Okay. So kind of just I guess you just grind it down and just repave. Yeah. You know, just my understanding of it. So, um, and the reason why is because there were just so many bumps. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, kind of uh, Andrew Morales of uh, Everything Nitro, he said, um, the the track was pretty much you know given equivalent to like the parking lot, you know, <laughs> I, you, know. <laughs> you know, so. So yeah, just basically grind it down, getting it smooth, getting it flat, you know, and just repaving it, and you know, so you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, get yeah. a, a, a real good uh, flat track surface. That's, I mean, that's what they like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know that it was that hard to drive. A lot of the the nitro guys are like, that's a hard track to drive because mm-hmm. of how bumpy it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that because you know, on TV, every and and I, I was this is something else I learned about Pomona from uh, the old drag racing, good old Mike Dunn. Uh, how about from the starting line to the 300, uh, to the 13, 20 mark, the track drops 14 feet. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> so again, I remember them talking about this a long time ago. I don't know exactly how to, cause I'm going based off memory right now of what, what they said. So they basically yeah. said, the track can go either downhill or uphill by 1% of something. I don't know what that something is, but the track is allowed to go either downhill or uphill, but not by a lot. Because right. obviously, you know, if, it goes, if it goes downhill, then obviously going to speed up the ETs because you're going downhill. If it's going uphill, it's going to slow down ETs. But there's a certain amount where the track can go just enough to where it can go uphill or downhill, but you can barely see it from the naked eye. So right. um, like I said, I heard this like on a show like, I think it was around 2010 or something like that. I'm not, don't quote me on it. Like, you know, I just remember them talking, I remember Mike Dunn talking about it sometime, but yeah, there are some tracks that, that are uphill and, and down and it, like Denver, like, you know, it's a little uphill, but then once you get past that 13, 20 mark, it goes uphill in the shutdown yeah. or Vegas, Vegas too. Yeah. Know? So yeah, that, 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 they, they actually do have that. Yeah. It's so, very, and, cool. I believe, and yeah, Pomona is, yeah. Pomona is downhill. Yes. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Especially with one of the shortest shutdowns <laughs> on <Yeah>. the tour. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go to the traps at three thirty-seven. I, I got to get this thing stopped, and I got a hundred feet to do it. No, I'm kidding. No, they they do a good job there. Um, so this weekend, we we talked a lot. This is great. I love it. <laughs> um, I will. Um, 
I will find um, what I just talked about. Because like I said, it was a long time ago when I seen it. I'm basically going off memory right now. I'm going to find that clip. And when I, you know, when I go over it and see exactly how he, how he explains it, I'll come back on it and, and, or I'll just tell you and you can say it on the show. Cause I thought that was pretty fascinating too. I was like, yeah, there, there are some tracks that are downhill and uphill, but it's, but it's, but it's to the point where you can't tell by the naked eye. Right. It's like, it's a certain percentage of how much it can go up or downhill. And I believe it's like 1% of something. I don't know what that something is. I forgot, but I'll find that clip and I'll, uh, I'll share it with you. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. Cause that's very interesting. I kind of had a small heart attack when I heard that. I said, yeah. What? <laughs> but okay. Testing, testing, testing is a wrap. We got the NHRA winter nationals this weekend. We kind of talked about who's looking good, who's doing what, who moved where, who did what We kind of did really well with that top fuel funny car. Let's do it differently. Cause I know how you and D bland did it. So let's do it this way, because I know I'm, I'm going to have to make some picks, too, in a couple of days, and I need to keep doing my homework. But I want to hear what you say, and I might say mm-hmm. something here on the show. We might see. We might see. We might see. So number one qualifier in Top Fuel and Funny Car this weekend for the Dang. Winter Nationals. Put me on a spot right here. Dang. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Number one qualifier. So look at all the players. Ah. <sighs> I'm gonna go Bernie Force, actually. I'm gonna go Bernie Force, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna just. I don't. I don't think anything changes. We're gonna yeah. Break. You talk. You think about the conditions. We're gonna have a Pomona. Throw down. Say, you know. Think about this. New track surface. Q1 is at 4:30 in the afternoon. The sun is gonna be setting by that time. And remember, yeah. top top fields last on Friday, so they'll be around right. five o'clock. So the sun will be pretty down by the time top field comes up. Yeah. And even if she misses it on Friday, Q3 is at 4:30 also. So it's the same exact thing. So it's like, obviously, top field will go first, but I mean, we'll still have pretty similar conditions. I think Brittany Force will, will lay down low ET. I would say 367. Okay. Three, 367 at 331. Okay. 367, 331. Brittany Force. I, I actually agree with you as well. Uh, but I also would throw, I'm really just watching. I would say two more cars could 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 get up there. I, I don't think Justin Ashley can get number one maybe this weekend, but he definitely has the car to do it. Mm-hmm. We've seen that car go three thirty four for the first time last last year in that unseasonably cold Bristol race that they had. Mm-hmm. We had uh, basically the Fourth of July <laughs> after every run, <laughs> they were leveling some stuff there. But um, I think Brittany Force. I mean, like you said, nothing's changed. They they didn't do much in the in the regards of changes i mean there was mm-hmm. nothing that needed to be changed there was just needed to be consistency and you know brit getting off the line quicker uh but i think she get i think she gets the number one qualifier calling the number i know it's going to be in the 60s because the cool kids going to be in the 60s this weekend um I, i'd say three i'd say 68 through 66 i could see a 66 this weekend yeah I, I, it's definitely possible definitely yeah. possible. like i said with the cool like i said too even if she misses it on friday night we have another session around the same time on saturday so they have another opportunity at it so love it love don't it. give don't give david david grabbing two opportunities at it you know <laughs> so. don't, don't give them two opportunities okay so funny car number one qualifier what you got funny car oh man all right so huh. this this one's actually gonna be tougher mm-hmm. Mm. Looking at funny car. I'm gonna actually go with 
gonna go with John Force. I'm, I'm gonna go with John Force or Robert Height. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say, and, and here's those the reason why. Bars. Yeah, and here's the reason why. Like you said, when you think of Dean Antonelli, John Medellin with Ron Caps, you think of Dickie Venables with Matt Hagen. Well, we know we know Dickie can run a big number. We know that we've seen Dickie run big numbers before. Uh, obviously, they were the first one into the in the uh, first one into the '80s in Nitro Funny Car a few years back. Right. Um, but then you think about you know John Collins and, and Cruz. You know, like I said, they're not going out to run. You know, to make the home run hit. They can go number one, of course. They can yeah. go number one. Um, but it, you just think about Jimmy Proc and and Dan, Danny, uh, Danny Hood, how aggressive they are, especially yeah. when it gets to nighttime. Oh, yeah. So, like, we're going to see night qualifying in Pomona. It might not be pitch black, but it's going to, like, the sun's going to be setting. Like, we're going to see header flames. We're going to see header flames. We're going to see yeah. header flames Friday, Saturday. And that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> when we get the good conditions, I think it's going to come down to either John Forrest or Robert Height. I think there's going to be really aggressive. So, that's yeah. I, I agree with that, and I would even throw uh, Matt Hagen in there. He's there, yeah. there's always like four guys that 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 you can see, um, but I'll, I'll throw another one in there. Bob Tasca was the last winner at this race last time yeah. they were here. Yeah, he Mike Neff has the tendency to be fairly aggressive, but he can kind of teeter on the on the on the. We need to get down the racetrack versus we need to get up in the top five kind of thing so it's just going to depend on what kind of mindset he's got going in because we know mike neff can be aggressive mm-hmm. uh there's certainly a lot of people in it and that's what makes it so hard and that's why it's so fun to say who you got because mm-hmm. it's like i mean it doesn't matter who you say uh because you're going to be leaving out a, a great car mm-hmm. and so and that's the thing about it man i, I brought up qualifying j- because it's going to be like the old days where we got 16 solid cars and somebody's not going to make it. Oh, Saturday night is going to be so dramatic and fun. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, like, cause you're going to have, you're going to have guys bumping in, bumping out, trying to get back in. Like Saturday night is going to be fun. Like tune in, tune in to NHRA.TV, Fox Sports <laughs> one, because this yes. is going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, and, and I'll start with the, with the winners. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And this is why I'm stopping you. Because you know, TJ, you know the picks challenge the picks challenge that we have in the Instagram group. Correct. <laughs> so all right, so so people for people who don't know, we have a Instagram group of NHRA content creators. And I create this game where after qualifying, we pick who we think is gonna win the race. And based off how you pick, you you, you accumulate points. And you're gonna accumulate points throughout the whole season. And just like the NHRA, whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins the championship. Right. So this is this is TJ's first year playing. I'm a rookie. He's a rookie. And here's the thing, too. Since you're the Nitro performance guy, there's no reason for you not to win this championship. <laughs> this is this is your this is your championship <laughs> to lose. You are the Nitro performance guy. So after qualifying, you need to be on your notes and make the correct picks. Because if you don't win the championship, I'm gonna come back on the show and give you heck. I'm gonna just say that right now. This is your championship to lose like steve torrance right now you know you got the whole field the top fuel cars and they're going to form you, it's like hey it's yours you, to lose dude do you feel the pressure do you feel the pressure because i'm putting i'm trying to get in your head right now because i want to win the championship do you feel the pressure same team it? same team sir no i actually put the pressure on myself because i knew it when when i was going to be added to the group i was like oh shit, i'm the nitro performance guy i literally live to drudge how these people drive if i don't win this <laughs> 
Exactly. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. My notes are good, you know. So we'll, we'll so see. So everybody listening, the pressure is on <laughs> TJ. If he doesn't win this championship, we're gonna give him heck because he is the nitro performance guy. And I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Dog. I'm I will. Kidding. I kidding. will take it, and I will go to my sponsors, and we will get more <laughs> money. And we will, hey. Put me in a top fuel card because I know you've been seeing my pictures when I send you my my screenshots of the reaction times. Hey, I yo, live in the old thirty range, okay? Yo, yo, <laughs> no. Here we go. So I went to the, I went to the NHRA museum a few weeks ago, right? And they have a practice tree there, and I was cutting the tree down, yo. Like I was cutting. I was like I was like double O double O uh, in the twenties and the thirties. So I, I I I'll challenge you whenever you want. Let's get it. Hey, you know we're gonna have we're gonna be on the same team. We're gonna be like TSR. You know, you're going to drive a funny car and I'll drive the top fuel car because, you know, okay. I want the engine behind me. You know, I want to be clean <laughs> when I get out of the car. You know, my nice fire suit. I'm claustrophobic, though. Why can't I drive the dragster? I mean, you can. You can. We'll just find somebody else to drive the funny car. I just want to do a burnout. I'm I just want to do a burnout. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do a burnout and then somebody else can drive it. No, but this has been great. This has been awesome. Hey, I was just kidding though. If you want to do, if you want to pick winners, we can pick winners. I know it's your show. I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up. I was just kidding. Hey, we, there is no. We're having a good time. I'm. I'm enjoying myself. It's gonna be two hours. I don't care. I just have to pay for it. No, because because the thing I used, I, you have to pay a little bit more if you go over your allowance. So I was know. thinking that. I was wondering. I was like, hey, I wonder if he's on the free free version or the paid version. Because like we've been going pretty long right now. I was thinking about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, if for one, okay, this is just off topic because this is this is just bros talking. If you have two or more people, you can only record for four, four, 40 minutes. But we're, yeah. we're sh- we should be in the good in the clear because it's just two of us. I don't know how that works. This it, it took you thirty minutes to get in because I didn't know what I was doing. Hey, yo, <laughs> here, okay, okay. I was I was here at five twenty five. I was here five minutes before, and I'm waiting on this guy. I'm like, dang, where's he at? Like, okay. Okay, I'm just sitting here. Where's he at? Listeners, we're on Zoom right now. I had to figure out how to how to do the thing. I had Darren in the waiting room. I didn't see an option to let him in. I was confused. I was gonna cry. We were gonna get it done. We were gonna get well. We got in here a little late, but so that's why we're going over a little bit. So that's what he's talking about. I didn't know. I didn't understand Zoom. I, I only joined meetings. I never had my own. So I'll be better for next time. <laughs> So I just won't have a waiting room. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, okay. So I'm excited to see TSR hit the racetrack. I think those cars look great. I I love a silver top fuel car. It reminds me of Jim Head's old car. (laughs) Yes. From 2000 and Corey McClendon's Yankee car. I love gray top fuel cars. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, Winners. I mean, that. Tough, tough. I might change for when I actually do it for my, for my, uh, my pick, pick. But John Force, somebody from John Force Racing is going to be number one qualifier in the Nitro classes, whether it be Funny Car, Top Few, or both. Mm-hmm. I see it happening. I mean, they broke. I mean, they broke the fields back with that eighty three. So mm-hmm. that that was a home run derby shot right there. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, let's. nobody cares how fast you run in qualifying if you can't get down the racetrack on the race day when it's Mm going to be arguably the best conditions we're going to have. So it kind of reminds me of, I keep going back to this day, uh, Sunday of St. Louis, where the high was 60-ish. It was in the 60s. And Mm -hmm. you had to bring your stuff up there. You know, these cars, if you don't give it enough power going through the shake zone, it's going to shake. Mm-hmm. you know but it's that tightrope of 
okay, wait, I got to get enough power in the race car so I don't shake the tires, but I got to get through the shake zone. But we don't want to apply the power too quickly because we don't want to give up the race because mm-hmm. the guy or girl in the other lane is doing something different and they're getting down the racetrack. They're side by side. So we, we got to make sure we get our stuff down there and pull the shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I mean, I, I'll go out, out on the limb here and I, I'll say I would love to see Austin Proc in his first full race back get the win. I, I, I could see that for some reason. Um, Mike Salinas, I think he's got a good shot. I, I mean, mm-hmm. that car, it's the same car. It's the same driver. We just got different people or a different crew chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw what they can do. 67 going through the lights with no flames. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's just, it's just a solid, solid field. Um, I think there's still a couple of teams that are still trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look, they may have looked good in testing, but I think, you know, for, for instance, Tony Schumacher and that SCAD car, I think he's going to need a couple more races because they just didn't test the way I thought they would. But again, everybody's not going out there to run low ET of the world in testing. Well, here's the thing though, too. Talk about Tony Schumacher. So crew chief, Todd Okahara. Todd Okahara. We, we, we know, we know how talented Todd Okahara is. As Absolutely. One of the yeah. baddest out here. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the greatest of seasons last year though. With right. Leo Pruitt. I feel like though, now back with Tony Schumacher, because he's worked with Tony Schumacher before in the past. Back yeah. with Tony Schumacher, you know, or I mean, you know, at DSR for so long, you know, I feel like this is kind of like, you know, a revitalized season. They'll be rejuvenated. You know, Tony yeah. Schumacher, Tato Carl, they'll be rejuvenated and have to be revitalized. And yeah, they're going to make some noise this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, let's 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 see what happens. But um, yeah. not, mention this, too. I mentioned this on a, a few other podcasts. so I got to mention it here. Uh, we're looking at history for Tony Schumacher. He's going to try to pass Bob Glidden on the all-time wins list. You know, they're both tied at 85 right now. So yeah. um, how long before Tony Schumacher can find a winner circle and, and pass the great Bob Glidden on the all-time wins list? So that's going to be pretty cool. So that's gonna we'll be see when cool. he can do it. Yeah. See when he can do it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got I to gotta call somebody out for funny car. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just we just got to watch qualifying. I really cannot. I, I was just kind of kidding, just saying, hey, let's pick a winner because – that's hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. I, we haven't seen them touch the track they're going to be racing on this weekend. So mm-hmm. we've only seen them touch, you know, Phoenix, which that's a great racetrack. You know, we've yeah, seen the national mm-hmm. record yeah. set there a couple times, you know, by Tony Schumacher, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Pomona, that's that's also a great surface. You know, we have a new surface now, uh, you know, and, and they were making really good runs on that racetrack before it got resurfaced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with a smoother, smoother surface with conditions like that, I mean, they said, uh, who said that? I think uh, Antron said it. We're going to see some fields this season where you got to run 380, 379, and you're, you're on the bump. Yep. You're on, yep. You're on, you're on the bump. Yep. You know? You think so, about this. So we talk about all these changes and how, like, like, you know, there's literally legit like 13 different top field drivers that – legit have like a chance to win a race yeah but then you got you got you got part-time guys like buddy hall yeah uh terry mcmillan trip tatum like add their names to the list as well like maybe they're oh, not yeah. gonna win maybe they're not gonna win a race but like they can have a chance to upset you round one yeah you know and, and do some sure. big things on race day so it's like 
you can legit like it doesn't matter where you qualify in top field one through 16 like you better be on your a game because or you're going home early but yeah this was great thanks for thanks for being on for the first time it's going to be the first of hopefully uh hopefully i did a good enough job for you man i tried to do my best you know so you did you did a great job you did what but before we go i want Mm -hmm. and i just i just cut this in or whatever so we'll do the Tell us how where we can find you. Then you know you know how we always you know how we we help each other out. So I will do that part now. So I need a little silence so I can. Okay, so tell everybody where we can find you and your stuff because it's great stuff, people. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at American Hot Rod. Well, not at, but American Hot Rod Entertainment on YouTube. That's the baby right there. Uh, it's growing every day, man. I just just really thankful and blessed of, of how big has grown in such a short amount of time a lot of great content coming up this year uh follow me on facebook as well like and follow the facebook page i'm really trying to get that up because facebook is a different monster so i want to really want to no pun intended to britney force but i want to get that facebook page pretty big so <laughs> uh follow me on facebook at american hot right entertainment as well american hot right entertainment and instagram i want to get that i want to get that up as well because like i said we're in a new era of drag racing and i want to get that younger audience so follow me on instagram at american hot rod ent and uh, yeah let's uh Let's have some fun. Um, and thanks for having me on, dude. Um, TJ, like I said, your content is great and it's really original. And I love what you're doing with the flames and the sound of, of the NHRA drag racing. Nobody has touched on that. So I'm really loving what you're doing and, and keep up the good work, man. Really cool. Really cool. So that was the talk with me and Darren. Uh, it was a good time. Great talking to him. He's a very knowledgeable guy about the sport. Uh, and, you know, he, he's my bro. So I told I said a long time ago i would get him on here and um i wanted to make sure i did and so you're gonna be hearing him a lot more um that was actually him in the beginning uh, so i had to do a little editing uh but he did a little um a little opening for me uh while we were talking last night so i wanted to include that so that might stay in there i don't know but anyway we got the winter nationals this weekend uh looking forward to next week and breaking down the numbers um who knows there might be another guest uh so uh i want you guys to have a good rest of your day i want you guys to have a good rest of your night whenever you're listening to this thank you for listening uh i appreciate your support uh it's gonna be a great year in nhra drag racing it is going to be a great season i'm very excited about it pro stock look good they were also a testing i do want to make sure i uh say that they were also there uh some of the clocks the clocks were set for nitro uh, so thousand foot uh so uh you, we didn't get to see well we did a few times because uh gianna salinas was there testing her a fuel car uh so they did have to set the the clocks to um a quarter mile a couple times uh but most of it was a a thousand foot for uh the nitro pro testing um so anyway that's it that's all we got for this week uh looking forward to the season and this weekend the winter nationals in pomona california so with that We're going to end this one, and you guys have a good one. See you next time. Bye-bye.